All right, we are live. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Stories That Impact, a place where we get ordinary people to share their extraordinary stories. My mission is to impact people, even if it is one person who watches these stories and they get impacted, I'll be the happiest person. My today's guests are Naishad Gadani and Caroline Brown, or the way I call them, my lovely people. They both hail from Melbourne, Australia. Naishad is a co-founder of Your Career Down Under and has been working with skilled migrants and international graduates to find a job, build their careers and realize their Aussie dream. He's also the co-founder of Career Care Package with Caroline. Before I get on to Caroline's introduction, let me share Naishad's story. Naishad shares his story today on how landing in Australia and change of career from sales engineer to employment and career coach was the best decision he ever made. Using his strengths like compassion, curiosity, training, coaching, and mentoring, he built his company Career Down Under from scratch and helped thousands of people live their Aussie dream. Welcome, Naishad. Thank you very much, Amit. Glad to be part of your show. Thank you. Thank you for joining in. And now moving on to my next guest, Caroline, or the way I call her, KB, is the founder of Interview IQ. She is also a co she's also the founder of Straight to Shortlist Challenge, a course that sets people to get five meetings with five employers in five weeks. That's interesting. She's also a co-host of Career Care Package with Naishad. Caroline's story goes like a decade ago, Caroline made some bold decision when she quit her corporate job to pursue her dream to start on her own. With a new apartment under her name, when she just left her corporate job, she had no clue how she's going to sustain. However, she was determined to move forward not look back at the boring corporate life yeah it's a bit boring yeah i agree <laughs> a decade later now she has a global audience a strong brand and a solid business welcome caroline thanks samit uh, yeah boring corporate job <laughs> i've described yeah, I other things too so yeah, <laughs> and i forgot i'm live <laughs> no it's great right. to be before I pass on the mic to my lovely people, I would just like to mention that I started attending this show somewhere in March and April every day at 3 p.m. You know, the moment the timer goes 3 p.m., you know that it's the Naishad KB show. And, you know, I, I there's a lot of things that I actually learned uh, and, you know, thanks to them actually to motivate me to also get online. So now I'm going to keep my mouth shut and give the mic to our lovely people. All right. So, Caroline, would you like to start first? So you want me to talk about uh, my inspiring story and a story of change? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm hoping this can inspire other people because um, sometimes you make change when I think change is forced upon you rather than having a big vision. And I really feel like um, even though it was my choice, I didn't have any other choice but to leave my corporate job. Um, I've been working for an insurance company for quite a few years and when I first started that job, I absolutely loved it. I felt like I'd found my home and I belonged. 
Um, and I was working in recruitment and I uh, sort of stepped in with a, um, you know, somebody else and we cleaned up the recruitment processes and we um, streamlined everything and we got it running like a well-oiled machine. Um, but at some point there was a change of management and it's one of those things where you hear something and you go, oh, I don't think this is going to be good for me. And um, at that time I had some great relationships with uh, everyone at work, but with the introduction of a new manager, um, my uh, fortune telling sort of instinct, gut instinct was completely correct and it wasn't, wasn't great for me. Um, I felt like uh, he had no trust or faith in me and uh, didn't support me. And when I reflect back on about it, what happened, I think I was uh, bullied quite badly. Um, and ultimately, I think what we had was different perspectives of leadership. So my style as a leader is, you know, I'm softly spoken, but I'm quite consultative, um, try to engage the team. Um, I don't have a very authoritarian type style, but that that's not me. And um, he was much more direct and I think probably a little bit sexist and could only sort of see, you know, authority in, in terms of um, a white middle-class male in a suit type thing. So we weren't destined to get along, shall I say. Um, so basically what happened was uh, he used to say things to me like, um, you don't scare me, I've been, you know, confronted by people twice your size. And I'm, I think, what, what am I doing here? Um, you know, uh, I'm five foot two, I'm not that tall, I've just gone and asked him a question. So I think there was this kind of sort of... Uh, intimidation that was going on that um, he felt, even though I didn't really feel that that would be my style of personal, my style of interaction. Anyway, it culminated in um, him deciding to replace me. And um, what he did was actually get one of my team members to write an advertisement for my job. <laughs> so it was horrible. It was really horrible. And um, the way I normally react to these things is, um, you know, I sort of go into anxiety and head spins and think about what I could do better or different or whatever. And I felt really stuck. I felt stuck that I didn't know what I wanted to do next, but I knew I didn't want to stay. And ironically, you know, the pain of staying wasn't um, as bad as the pain of leaving at that point. So I took on a couple of jobs where I was but uh, at, at that company, um, but none of them had any meaning or purpose. And I just felt so... Um, you know, like I, ju I just needed something that I could see the end result from. So I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something different. So the only thing I knew what to do was actually just to experiment a little. So I took on um, volunteering. I um, fed homeless. I volunteered at the Asylum Seeker Centre. I wrote articles in magazines for magazines. And what I was actually doing was just kind of... Um, finding a different way to explore work really. And these places were fat, you know, really glad to have me. So it made me feel very welcome um, and slowly restored my confidence. And to one day I went, I really do want to work for myself. And I heard that a friend had put an ad in the local paper and to write resumes. And I thought, well, you know, she could do it, so can I. So um, I did a web course, a one day web course, set my website up, put an advertisement um, on Google AdWords and set my marketing up around um, uh, corporate women who wanted to get ahead. And um, the very next day after putting an ad up, I got a client who was a train driver. So 
Um, but he was somebody that really wanted to get ahead. And so it just sort of taught me a lesson of, you know, if you want to start something, just start. You're never going to get it perfect, but you've got to test your ideas and make sure that um, you have an idea that people will buy. Um, and so what really struck me was that, um, you know, I'd sort of got 70% there with my marketing and, you know, the extra 30 I could refine, basically. So fast forward 10 years or so, um, I've never been afraid to experiment in my business. I was into social media and blogging a long time before a lot of other people. I, when I reflect back on things that I did, I was into LinkedIn a long time before other people. Um, I, the, the lesson I learned from, you know, the very first thing I did in my business was starting a website was that, you know, follow your gut with the things that you need to start and that was intuitive for me. Um, you know, I, I guess, yeah, there's a lot of things that have been groundbreaking in my business, but, you know, I, I developed an app seven years ago and I was thinking, oh my God, I did that seven years ago, you know, <laughs> who else was doing that? So, um, yeah, I think, you know, over these years, my, my faith and my ability is slowly being restored by actually just trying and experimenting different things. And, you know, from that time of somebody who lacked a lot of confidence, now I've, you know, written for major newspapers, I've appeared on radio, I, you know, started this thing with Niche, I've developed an app, I have a following online, and, and I really, I've created a niche for myself in terms of the clients that I work with. So I think, um, you know, that, that story of a little bit of pain um, from not being afraid to just go where you don't know there's a direction, I think has um, served me a good stead. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my wow. story in 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll go for another half an hour, I promise. So. No, perfect. Uh, I think uh, I, I completely, I'm not saying I understand it because uh, you, you really, I don't think I, I've in the same shoes but i would like to just uh, understand when you i understand that you were frustrated to a point of course i would be when your managers talks about you know half the size and stuff it's scary mm. uh I, because i'm short too uh <laughs> but the question <laughs> the question is how did you handle uh you know your finances specifically when you you know thought of moving out because what was going in your mind when you said that all right enough is enough but then you also have, you know, because that's what people always have the thought of, the finances. So yeah. how did you manage your mind towards that? It's not about managing the finances, but your mindset. I had some money saved and I had a small amount that I inherited as well. Not a huge amount, but just enough. I didn't think too much about it. I just, I had to do it. I had to leave. So the, the pain was greater. So I basically just made sure that I earned a certain amount each week. And I did that in, in the first part of my business. I didn't go full full time doing my business for quite a while. I did. Um, I, I quit my job, and then I registered with a, a recruitment agency, and I did some government recruitment. And but I always did that part time while I was um, doing what I needed to build up my business until I had confidence enough to go full time. And then I realised that I was earning. I could earn more part-time than I was working part-time, so I just said, no, enough is enough um, and left it that way. So, yeah, I had a little bit of money behind me, but not a huge, massive amount. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just, you know, sometimes you just have to pull the carpet out. You really have to pull the carpet out and go, whatever happens, I've, I've got to work this out. And I, I think 
that's the thing that really stood me in good stead was just going, well, I have to work it out. I have to um, make ends meet. I don't don't have a very extravagant lifestyle. Like I don't have, didn't have a car at that time. So, um, you know, didn't eat out a lot. Um, I was going on this sort of solo journey where, you know, the life that I could have had before, um, I just was much more focused on, you know, doing whatever I needed to do to survive, to, to start my business basically. Wow. wow. Yeah. I think so. Your determination was way high in respect of whatever things happened. And yeah. I think, yeah, great. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And now, yep. Thanks. And now I'll move on to Naishad. Hi, Naishad. Hello, everyone, again. Um, thanks for the opportunity, Amit. And uh, you might see my rowdy dog <laughs> in the, you might hear my rowdy dog in the background also. So my apologies. He's a Jack Russell Terrier and there is nothing in the world can stop him. Uh, but coming back to uh, uh, back to my story, it's I, I don't think so. There's a very, very unusual thing. Um, you know, I uh, studied engineering, uh, which is probably 95% of the Indian youth used to do at that time. And then they will figure out what do they want to do after that. There's a famous saying also. And that's what I did. I just followed the traditional path. However, very early on in my career, I realized uh, that I would be better a human engineer than a mechanical engineer. And that's how I changed my career completely at that time in India. <laughs> then I started to work in sales and marketing. But I really found some joy, you know, in, in meeting people, in understanding, in in just you know thinking a little bit more creatively. I came here in 2007 um, to Melbourne. Um, as most of the migrants uh, go through, there is a learning period. There is a period where you, where you put in 10 uh, things and you probably get 0.5% return out of it just because you've got so many things to learn, so many things to acquire, so many things, so many thoughts are going because you're ultimately, you know, there's you know, a lot of the migrants. I came here with a bag and $10 in my pocket. Uh, and I still say that I came here with three bags and uh, $3,500 in my pocket. I probably have the same money, um, you know, not probably more bags now, um, you know. Uh, but, but why say that? I say with all the, all the you know, empathy and humility because I have sort of carved a different path for myself. Um, you know, path which, you know, not many people can really define. So, you know, it used to be a struggle for my dad and my father-in-law to exactly say, what do I do? And a lot of the people, when I go to social functions or parties, I say, oh, what do you do? And it used to take a while for me to explain what do I do. He was like, do you make money out of this or what? Right? And people traditionally think, oh, you must be an accountant or an IT or an engineer. So it, it was, uh, you know, very, uh, very different because when I started to work in employment um, line, so I got redundant. I made redundant. I was redundant two times in the first couple of years of coming here. I also, what I, what I am right now was, was an accidental um, kind of find. And, you know, it is, it is I'm, I'm not at all ashamed to say that the business was built because I was scammed into an opportunity. 
and then I paid heavy price, monetarily, mentally, both emotionally. Uh, but then I continued my journey of learning and everything on that, which is what got uh, attracted me towards employment and careers. Uh, and then in in 2009, that's where I started to really concentrate on my current kind of a direction. Uh, I always go to head, so I've always worked full time and always also ran my business as well. And I've worked with, I don't know how many people I've worked with, but for different challenges. I've worked with people who are homeless, drug alcohol abuse, to everything else, physical injury, psychological injury, uh, to migrants and international graduates, and youth employment program, and a lot of interesting things that I've done. Um, all of them have, uh, you know, enriched me, uh, you know, is, is what I would say. Uh, because it has it has given me different perspective on on the world of work and you know what is out there and you know how people make those decisions. So I'm very curious about about those decisions that people make. And uh, in um, what else can I tell you? Yes. So I one of the unique thing, one of the most innovative things that I've done was the. Uh, I did a Australia Got Fresh Talent program, uh, you know, which is where we got migrants and uh, international graduates to pitch uh, like a shark tank to employers, and which was pretty pretty well accepted. The whole program and the concept was, but obviously due to COVID, we had to uh, put that on on the shelf right now. But we would definitely like to bring that on next year where we've seen good amount of network being built we had a couple of people who actually landed a job out of there as well a lot of connections were made a lot of meetings happened uh, and uh, my latest endeavor which is with caroline brown which is the daily linkedin live show and it's been it's been a you know really joyful ride uh, you know for us we are absolutely grateful just not uh, to our guests, but also listeners like you, and it just gives us immense, uh, you know, satisfaction to see that um, that we um, indirectly also contributed to your endeavor of starting something like this. Because we think that this all, um, you know, collectively, uh, you know, is making making a difference to to people's how they view work, how they view their career. Uh, and everything and that is what we we really take uh, in a huge amount of pride in that so yeah absolutely no it has definitely helped me uh to learn lots of tips and tricks from you guys so thanks but let me let me ask this Narishad. i'm going to dig into one of those stories uh, about how you actually got cheated. If you don't mind, can you share that with us? Because I think it's really relevant for folks to understand when they, you know, that's the biggest fear everyone has. When you move from one place to another place, a new way, uh, most of your parents or uh, your colleagues might be feared of that. So if, if you don't mind, could you share that with us? No, absolutely. I have no, no problem with that at all. Because I think there is a, you know, there is a theory that me and Caroline spoke about, which is called happenstance theory. And it is also part of the study that I do as well. And, and I think that there are happenstances. There are things that happen because you are there and you are active. And that's precisely what happened there. And, you know, 
you know, and, and there's the psychologist who really wrote that he said that most of the successes happens by accident. They are not there. You are deliberately looking for that, but you can never put a timeline to that. You know, it happens because you are in that moment, you know, things align because you are in action uh, and you are there at that time. And that's precisely what happened. I was looking at it was actually just three months uh, that my our arrival in Australia. And uh, I heard this news uh, ad on radio that there's a resume franchising opportunity for you to make, you know, heaps of money. And being an Indian, money attracts me immediately, right? And being a good Jew, forget about Indian, I think good Jew, right? Uh, so that attracts me. That's what happened. So the greed actually drove me to that. Um, and, you know, I, I signed up for something that I did not even understand. It was my first legal agreement that I signed apart from getting a phones and you know lease agreements I didn't even understand that but it did not take a while for me to understand after completing the course that this guy ran um, that we found out that he was um, you know fined by the uh, by the consumer uh, you know court in Australia before even he signed up uh, me and a couple of other people but it was too late because we already signed in and then what happened was next one and a half year was was legal arguments and as you know you know uh, lawyers don't really charge they actually charge for every second also forget about minute right and and it it really drained huge amount of money um you know out of our savings and um and then we had to do out court settlement and i had to go and ask my dad to bail me out for that because i i absolutely did not have money honestly at that time to to really settle that uh you know and that's what i learned out of it is to is to uh, now when i see an opportunity i chew on that i don't you know even though and i can't get rid of that that uh you know that you know immediate drive that i get that you know maybe this is the life-changing thing right but i chew the fat on that now i sit on that think about a lot and then I act on that. And I think that is what I have learned um, out of it. But as I, as I said, if, you know, if one day I'm, I make big in this industry, I'm going to actually write to that person who cheated me and say thank you for, you know, for showing the path. Obviously, it was a wrong approach and the you know, wrong thing that you do now, I probably won't have the courage to, to completely forget that. But thank you at least for showing me this because I was absolutely unaware of there is a world out there, uh, you know, where there is an opportunity for for me to dwell into that, make something out of it, and feel fulfilled at the end of the day, uh, out of the activities that I do. So yeah, true, true that. I'll I'll just ask one more question on that. You know, uh, how was your state of mind during this one year, and your family? And how, how did you manage that? Because it's a stressful situation. I understand money is, of course, one of the causes of stress. But the other facts are like, you know, you've been cheated, you feel sad, you be So how did you manage that, you know, those part? And how did your family also handle it during that time? Honestly, I've never dismantled that. Uh, I've never dismantled that, that what I went through. I think. You know, given that I was very fresh to the country, um, you know, I, I just used all my all my inner abilities to to you know propel through 
that I did not. I don't even if I if I even recollect right now, I I don't have any memories uh, of exactly how I did that. But there were some dark moments as as that happens, and Amit, you have also, uh, you know, you know, had similar not this experience but similar KBL as well. So I I don't exactly remember. Um, but what I knew was that I would come off on the other side. So I had also that kind of you know deep faith in myself as well that I am. Um, you know I'm you know what we say in Hindi the lambi reska ghoda. That means somebody who is a you know who is uh, like a far lane far left sorry kb you know the 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 horse that won the maximum melbourne cups so i consider that the, you know that is what really helped me to propel through wow amazing and you rightly said faith actually it says right faith moves mountains so that's one of the strong aspects now just moving on to caroline i have the one more question for you before i ask you guys the last question uh, regarding again with the mindset process you know and why i'm focusing on mindset is because i feel that you know people who need to listen they need to take away things like they, they need to be strong right they need to be resilient and they need to stay strong so how did you uh, you know when you started off your journey on your own i'm sure the initial few years would have been quite struggling as well i mean it couldn't have been like oh you got like 10 20 clients every month and things were happy so how, how did you manage those things during your initial startup and how were they i think the mindset is a funny thing because when you're in a immersed in it you don't go oh i've got to have a positive mindset and it looks like this but it is more about an attitude of which i think is available to people if you start things it's more about an attitude of well i'll just keep working on it until i work it out um and i will work it out and i see that every time now i, I start something new i go through this deep hole process but now i know that it will come out. It just it feels very murky and it's very normal to feel overwhelmed. So I think I, for some reason, and I don't know where that comes from, I, I do, I wouldn't describe myself as being somebody that is a chest beater and saying, no, I've got an amazing amount of confidence, but I, it never occurs to me that I can't do something. So um, I think, yeah, I just have this sense of, look, I'll, I'll, I can work it out, you know, and um, whether it works out perfectly or not, um, you know, and the twists and the turns. But yeah, the first couple of years was, I, I think the really key thing, it was just shutting the door. I was not going to go back to corporate. I would just not do that. So, you know, I, I did take part-time jobs or consulting jobs and, and whatever, but I just looked for ways to earn enough money from those. So, but for me, I think the mindset is you don't have, you know, you shut the door to the other alternatives. It's, it's like landing on the shores of Melbourne, nation. When when you come and meet, you just you're there. You know, you, you don't you can't get back on the plane or get go back in the up the lift to where you just don't want to be. So, um, but that's a scary move. It's really I think that that sort of like no safety net in whatever way that looks for you. And I, I realise I'm, you know, I had family and friends and they were very supportive and things like that, but. Um, yeah, no safety net is, I think, just, you know, see how you go. Because most people will swim. Most people do have a survival instinct in them, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
absolutely two things i would absolutely yeah agree that yeah action is the key uh, period uh, there's nothing without action and taking the first step is the most essential thing otherwise yeah all right so like i said so now it's my last question to both of you guys it's a traditional question of stories that impact show first i'll go with naishad this time naishad what is the one advice that you would like to give to our viewers stay curious is my advice uh you know it's fine that you don't find your home if you're just looking at in the context of careers or work uh but staying curious can get you far uh then then you can ever imagine um you know curiosity kills the cat also but it also brings huge amount of uh of exploration you know you know like for example my current curiosity doodling is like started with curiosity uh what what it is it is turning into is i i think it's turning into a skill slowly gradually it's i'm i'm still probably 10 million miles behind to some of the people that i follow but but that curiosity is now helping me that maybe there is a other way for me to communicate my what i think in my head in a much more simplistic way using this form maybe after 2 years i might use different form because i might be curious about something else so i think don't don't let the curiosity die at all you know you can pursue it, it doesn't mean that you can pursue that straight away keep that in the back burner keep that alive uh because the the world is becoming so complex and the career especially becoming so complex that you would yeah i would not even know that whether it one two years down the line whether me and kb will be doing linkedin live or not maybe linkedin live will have exist or not. we don't even know that right so so i think that's what that's what this curiosity allows you to do because curiosity in my way of finish up with this it also allows you to connect also different things as well so that's my one piece advice great thank you very much and you're absolutely right your doodles are getting better every day <laughs> they're fantastic all right uh, yeah yeah kb now it's your turn one advice one piece of advice gosh there's so much and i probably couldn't say it as um, succinctly as nash but i think that if you had to think about it like you are far more capable than you actually think you are and that sense of being capable really dictates so many things um you know having that kind of can do attitude versus can't do attitude keeps you trying and it keeps you hungry and i think that's sort of been a, my backbone on things that i've done i don't always have a can do attitude but with the things that i've done really well it is i can work it out i can do it and i think that's good self talk to um to practice with things it's just go well what's the worst thing that could happen i can not work it out but you know just that i can do it kind of attitude really helps um helps me forward great great all right so thank you once again so remember two key things that you need to be curious all the time and you can do it that's the attitude you're going to take forward and thanks caroline and thanks nisha i'm really really happy i was quite nervous during the start 
because it's you guys, right? You, you, I've been following you for such a long time, and now you guys are part of my show. I really feel privileged and really grateful to you both. Thanks for having us, Amit. It's been wonderful, and we really appreciate the opportunity to um, appear. Right. Absolutely. I mean, as I said, uh, you know, I'll repeat that again. We are absolutely delighted to see uh, that uh, that you are doing this, and you know that we've been part of this uh, this big journey that you have. We contributed in a small way, so keep keep doing the work uh, because that's very essential. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And for my viewers, uh, so if you enjoyed it and if you want to share your story and impact somebody in this world, you know you need to connect with me. Drop your message. Go on and uh, join Career Care Package. That's what Caroline and Naishad is doing. And I have already put the hashtag on LinkedIn. I will share the YouTube channel and the LinkedIn channel for them. And also, while you're there on YouTube, make sure to also connect and subscribe to my channel as well. All right. Thanks, everyone. And have a wonderful day ahead. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.